Hey, everyone, and welcome to the All It Takes a Goal podcast, the best place in the entire world, including all of Canada. To learn how to build new thoughts, new actions, and new results, I'm your host, John Acuff, and today we're talking about doing the important things in life. We've been talking a lot over the last few weeks about perfectionism. This is actually week seven in our series. If you haven't heard any of the other episodes, we'll link them in the show notes, as always. And you don't have to have heard them to get this one. I try to create content that's standalone, but also connected. It's a challenge, but that's always my goal. I always joke that like, it's not going to be like watching an episode of Lost in season three, where you'll go, why, but why are they on the island? Why are they polar? What's going on with Jack? This makes no sense. It's not like that at all. We've been talking a lot about perfectionism. Today's episode is going to be really fun because it's all about how do you focus on the things that are important in life? Everyone I've ever met, everyone has too much to do. I get this question all the time, John, how do I prioritize? How do I make sure that I'm doing the things that matter? I'm not getting distracted by things that are urgent or just busy work. Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. You're going to love this episode. But first, a quick word from the sponsor of today's episode. Quick question. What if you could guarantee the success of your goals? No, seriously. The book you want to write? Guaranteed. The business you want to start? Guaranteed. The exercise plan you want to stick with? Guaranteed. What if no goal was off limits? It's possible with the Guaranteed Goals community. The Guaranteed Goals community is my first ever membership program where you'll find the courage, connection, and most importantly, the community you need to win all your goals. Ever since I started hosting online challenges with tens of thousands of people from around the world, the number one request people sent me was for a private non-Facebook community where we can all work on our goals together. That's why I created the Guaranteed Goals community on a user-friendly platform where you won't be overwhelmed with endless dance videos, silly reels, and dog memes. Inside this community, in addition to learning my fail-proof formula for achieving goals, you'll get access to a massive course library, check-ins with my team for accountability, the chance to win awesome prizes, 12 VIP Q&A sessions with me, the ability to team up with other members who are working on similar goals as you, and so much more. A year from now, I want you to be thankful for the way you invested in yourself and your goals today. Join me at acuff.me slash goals. That's A-C-U-F-F dot M-E backslash goals. I'll see you there. All right, let's jump into it. So a few weeks ago, we talked about how every action in your life does one of two things. It gives value and it takes energy. Now we talked about if you draw a line, a horizontal line that is a line that goes from, say, on the, the left side, low value to the right side, high value. And you do a vertical line, which is energy, high energy, low energy. You can see there's these four different zones. Imagine a plus sign in your mind. That's the illustration we've been talking about. So the horizontal line goes low, low value to high value. And the vertical line goes high value all the way down to, oh no, high energy, sorry, high energy all the way to low energy. And it creates these four different zones. And the zones are, do you remember the zones? We talked about them. There's the urgent zone. The urgent zone is when you've got high energy, low value things. Like it's a ton of energy. It's super stressful, but it actually doesn't matter. Then you've got the distraction zone, which is low energy, low value. Today, we're talking about the important zone. The important zone is when you're doing actions that give you maximum value and in turn, they require maximum energy. So let's break it down with a few popular goals that people who listen to this podcast are probably working on right now. 
there's a couple goals that I see over and over and over again. So let's, let's start with getting healthy. If you're trying to get in shape, running falls into important zone work. It takes max energy, but it gives you max value. So no one listening to this right now would be like, I don't know, running doesn't take max energy. It's actually very, I do it in my sleep. It's very easy. No, running is challenging. It takes max energy. Like you have to really be into it, but it gives you max value. Um, Working on a meal with a dietitian. That's an important zone activity. It takes a lot of energy. You have to find the person, kind of vet the person. Um, You have to show up to the person. You have to be honest with the person. Like that can be hard because they might say, tell me how many like glasses of wine do you have a week? And you go, oh, like none or like one. And you're thinking, man, I think it's more than one. Or how how often do you eat Oreos? And you're like, oh, never. And then you're like, I mean, or like maybe like 10. You have to be honest. You have to be detailed with him or her. But the plan you come up with gives you maximum value. So it's important. Maybe mental health is the kind of goal you have right now. Maybe that's what you're working on. So talking with a counselor is important zone work. High energy, high value. It takes energy to find a good counselor. In my experience, it's always good to ask a friend. If you have a friend who's in counseling, ask them for a recommendation. Um, It seems like people know people who know people. And I feel like with counseling, a recommendation from a friend who's going to that counselor is a fantastic way to find a counselor. But you got to find one. That takes energy. Um, You have to go to the appointment. That takes energy. You have to be honest in the appointment. That certainly takes energy. Um, You have to do the actual work they suggest. Like when they say, hey, I think you should think about this. Or, hey, I think you should take a piece of paper and write out these thoughts. Or, hey, here's a book I'd like you to read. You have to do that. That takes a lot of energy. Now, what's funny to me about dudes in counseling is there's so many dudes are like, oh, I can't go to a counselor. But then if you're like, oh, I go to a performance coach. Yeah, I do that. I go to a performance coach. Every athlete that you respect right now, like every athlete you love, has a mindset coach, which is just fancy talk for counselor. They have a performance coach, which by the way, is fancy talk for counselor. So dudes, if there's any dudes right now that are like, I don't know if I need to go to a counselor, go see a counselor. It's amazing. But that's definitely important zone work. What about decluttering? Because there's a lot of people that take my courses, read my books, listen to this podcast, and that's their goal. They're like, my, I got a closet that's out of control, or I got an attic that is my nightmare. I've got a garage. Like maybe right now that's you, like right now, and you don't have to raise your hand because you're by yourself. I'm not near you. I won't even see your hand. That always weirds me out when at church, because we go to a video campus at church, the pastor will be like, raise your hand if he can't see me. He's in Nashville. I'm in Franklin, Tennessee, which is 20 miles away. And he'll say, raise your hand if, and there'll be people in the crowd. They're like, I'm going to raise it. He doesn't, he doesn't see it. We don't have to raise our hands. That's one of the benefits of going to a video campus. You never have to raise your arm. If that's right now, if you're thinking about it, I don't know if I want to go back to church. If the reason you're not going back to church is all the arm raising, you don't have to go to video campus. It's very, very nice. But maybe you have one of those garages where there's like little pathways, like little trails, like to get through the garage, you have to turn parts of your body to walk around stuff. You're like, oh, I got to scoot this. And then I could, but eventually if I follow this fraggle rock trail, I get to our garage refrigerator and it's fantastic. Maybe you need to declutter. So hiring an organizer is important zone work. It takes energy to find one. 
Um, it takes energy to trust the recommendations. It takes energy to follow through on what they suggest. It takes energy to invite them into what you might be ashamed of. Like right now, if you're like, Ugh, like this garage is crazy or this attic, or whatever, it takes bravery and bravery takes energy. By the way, you talk about a high energy thing, bravery, man, takes a ton of energy to invite somebody into your house so they can see kind of what's going on. That's, that takes a lot of energy. That's important zone work. Sorting through your possessions is important zone work too. You talk about something that takes max energy. It's physically draining, but it's also emotionally draining because stuff holds memories. That, that's maybe the tweet from this episode. Stuff holds memories, but it's worth it, which makes it important zone work. Shopping on Amazon, like shopping on Amazon. Why did I say Amazon like Amazon? Like it was a calzone. Like I've never said the word Amazon before. Every now and then I just feel like my brain's like, what if we just tried to say it a different way this time? Like you've said this word a hundred thousand times. What if today we'll say Amazon, like, like a calzone? Maybe I'd have calzones on the mind. But shopping on Amazon for storage containers or little shelves that help you organize, that's going to give you maximum value. But be real. Does scrolling on Amazon ever take you maximum energy? Like, are you ever like, oh, the energy it took for me to do one-click shopping? You can do that while you're asleep. I saw a study the other day that said Americans spent $14 billion in the last 12 months on purchases they made while shopping drunk. $14 billion in the last 12 months on purchases they made while shopping drunk. Shopping doesn't take much energy. Anything you can do drunk doesn't take a lot of energy. So it's not important zone work. What about writing a book? I write books. There's a lot of people who listen to this podcast who write books or want to write books. What types of actions are important zone work? Well, I would say there's a few that come right to mind. One is writing, the actual act of writing. Number two, editing editing what you've written. Um, number three, interviewing people for the book. Maybe you've got a, a nonfiction book and you're interviewing an expert. Maybe you've got a fiction book, but you want it to have a level of detail. Like you're doing a police procedural. I think that's how you say it. Or you're doing a detective novel and you go interview some detectives to get like color, some 3D, if you will. Sorting through the ideas is important zone work. Proofreading is important zone work. What's not, in my opinion, reading books in your genre. Like it can give you high value, but it's usually pretty low energy. Um, attending writing masterminds. Like I think writer groups are fantastic, but they're not super high energy in the sense like they're not as hard as writing. Like going to talk about writing with a group of writers is not as hard as actually writing. Um, walks where you think about your book. Again, high value, but low energy. Like when I get stuck on an idea and I take a loop through the neighborhood with a notebook, which I always wonder is like, do my neighbors think I'm weird? I mean, I think they do think I'm weird because mostly because I'm weird, but I wonder if like when I'm walking around my neighborhood and I've got a notebook and I'm every now and then I'll stop and scribble something down. Like I'm like, I'm a botanist. Like I've just noticed a species of dandelion that we haven't had on this continent in eons. It's funny that that's what I think a botanist does, study dandelions. If you're a botanist, I'm so, that was such a small version probably of what you do. But walking around thinking about your book isn't as hard as writing. Last goal example, starting a business. A lot of entrepreneurs listen to this podcast. What's important zone work? Well, here are a few things. Pitching to investors falls here. Trying to raise money for your business, you talk about something that's high energy, high value. Writing your business plan. 
Writing a business plan, very high energy, very high value. Presenting your ideas to future clients. Trying to close sales. Talk about high energy, high value. We could talk about that all day, but I want to teach you the most important question to ask in order to determine whether what you are doing, like right now, the actions you're doing are urgent zone or important zone. People confuse these two because they both require the same amount of energy. Like they both require high energy. You get a dopamine hit. They're a little bit stressful. They're a little chaotic. And if you only focus on one metric, the energy metric, you can easily get confused. That's why people get confused, by the way. If you're ever curious, why do I sometimes focus on urgent work and not important work? It's because on one measurement, they look very similar. They're both high energy. They take a lot of energy. But if you look at the other metric, the value, you'll see they're the exact opposite. Urgent work has low value. Important work has a high value. So don't just get stuck on the energy level. The biggest questions you should ask to kind of sort between the two. And I I love this question. Biggest question is, what am I getting out of this action? What am I getting out of this action? Essentially, you're saying, what's the return on investment? This question has helped me for 10 years in sorting through opportunities, especially when it comes to things that offer you exposure. Has that ever happened to you? Like someone asked you to take photos for free or cut their hair or play a concert for them or write something for them. And what they offered you was exposure. It's so funny. I I posted about this online once and I thought exposure was only something that like musicians, writers, photographers had to deal with. So many people came out of the woodwork and like, no, I'm a plumber and a neighbor wanted me to do something free for them because they were like, oh, I'll post about it on Nextdoor. It'll be a great exposure in the neighborhood. You'll get more plumbing jobs out of it. I think almost anyone in the world can feel the pressure of exposure. Um, If someone asks you to work for free because it'll be great exposure, ask them to specify what that means. If they can't, then don't do the work. Exposure that can't be detailed or explained is fake exposure. Here's the difference. Real exposure. We have a mailing list of 100,000 people and we will send an email to everyone on March 9th with links to your site or social platforms. That's real. That's real exposure. Here's what we have. Here's what we're going to do. Here's when we're going to do it. We'll make sure it actually links you. Awesome. Fake exposure. Our people will love your work and will definitely check you out. That, That doesn't you're not going to do anything. Get specific or don't expect anything of value, okay? Get specific. And it's on you to make sure they deliver on the exposure. Don't wait for the company to send out the email or post about your work. Do your best to be persistent without pestering. And remember, exposure comes in a lot of shapes and sizes. In addition to a new audience finding out about you, working with the right clients can legitimize you. If you need to build up your resume or your portfolio, the ability to say, I worked with Apple has real value. And here's the other thing you need to think about. If you're going to be shy about using the street cred that exposure gives you, don't bother doing the work for free. Exposure you don't cash in on is useless. And here's the thing. You got to play the system. You do. In some industries, to get your foot in the door, you have to work a free internship. If that's the case and you want the job bad enough, play the system. I would have loved to be paid for every speaking gig I did when I was starting out. But guess what? I wasn't good enough to get paid. I had to earn that. I had to do some free events. That wasn't failure. That's just how that process works. Now, I will say, beware the free client. 
the most difficult and demanding clients I've ever worked with are the ones who wanted me to work for free or at a grossly reduced rate. I know that doesn't make any sense, but I promise it's true. You will work the hardest for the clients that pay the least. I I don't know why this is the case, but it is 100% true. Of course, you can volunteer for free when you want to. That's ultimately what I dislike about this whole game. It removes your ability to be generous. Donate your time. Go for it. Give your skills and your talents to causes you're passionate about, but don't let someone force you to. Joy can be a pretty amazing form of currency too. I will do some free work just because it's fun. In the grind to build a business, don't forget to smile. I did a two-night comedy show at Zany's in Nashville, and I loved it. I did that for the joy. It honestly didn't make a lot of money. It really didn't, but I did it for the challenge, and I did it for the joy, and that was worth it. Um, it, it really was. Um, this episode, I feel like, just became a TED Talk, but that last point is important about value. When you think about high value, low value, joy is a value. Sometimes the high value you get from an activity will have nothing to do with money. And the value you get from these activities might not be immediate. For example, I'm working hard to grow this podcast. I'm spending time and money building an audience this year. But it's, it's not going to make a lot of money. It's really not. If I only measured value by dollars earned, I might make the mistake of thinking my podcast wasn't high value to me. But it's actually important zone work. Why? Because of how I define value. I can define value in a lot of different ways. Here's some value I get out of this podcast. Number one, gives me a reason to write new ideas. I like having a reason to craft something new. Number two, it offers the chance for me to meet new influential people. If I said, hey, Greg McEwen, I'd just like to have a random phone call with you sometime. Can I call you up and just ask you questions for like an hour? His answer would rightfully so be like, yeah, no, dude, what? If I ask him to be on my podcast, completely different story. Number three, it gives me something to tell people about in speeches. It's a, it's a point of conversation. Number four, it opens me up to an entirely different audience who has probably never heard of me. Number five, I think it will make money eventually. I think it will eventually. Number six, it's a place where I can sell books. You guys should look up soundtracks or the new one. All it takes is a goal. Number seven, it makes my next book proposal even stronger. Which do you think is better to say to a publisher? I have a podcast with 1 million downloads or I don't have a podcast. Which, which one do you think is better? Number eight, it gives my small team an ache of ideas, a new unifying goal. Number nine, it creates another avenue for potential speaking clients to discover me. I have a form on my website that event planners fill out. And in the last month, three have said they found me via my podcast. And number 10, it stretches me beyond my comfort zone. I get really stagnant. Like I get very pondish. Like I realized that like, that is the stillest, grossest bottle, body of water, I would argue. Like rivers, oh, poetic. Ocean, majestic. Pond is like, <clears throat> pond, pond. I get really pondish if I don't keep creating and coming up with new ideas. And this is one way to do it. Those are all forms of value, which is why even though I'm not making a lot of money on my podcast, I'm willing to invest in it because it's so valuable. It's important zone work. So that's what I want you to think about this week is, what are the things in my life that are high energy and high value. Remember, the big lesson is you'll get confused about urgent and important if you only look at the energy they take. They, they're similar in the energy. That's why it's confusing for people. But you have to look at the second metric, which is value. What value are you getting out of this action? What value are you getting out of this activity, this experience, this task, this project, this meeting, this whatever? What's the value? Because if it's important work, it'll be high energy, but also high value. Next week is our conclusion, our stunning conclusion to the perfectionism series. Boom, boom, boom. We're going to talk about the brilliant zone. 
That's where you want to spend as much time as you can in the brilliant zone. We'll talk about that next week. Until then, thank you for listening to this episode. We'll put all the links in the show notes as always. And thank you for reviewing my podcast. Here's one from Happy Sob, S-A-B. This podcast is a great dose of positivity. I listen while I walk my dog in the morning and this podcast gives me great ideas and insight on improving virtually every area of my life while still being light and relatively fun. Definitely not a slog. I I put that on a shirt. Definitely not a slog. I need to uh, be careful what I say put on a shirt. Somebody sent me a shirt the other day. It said, never retire bacon. Um, that's all the shirt said. It said, never retire bacon. And they sent it to me because I give away bacon um, in this online challenge I do because, dude, that's the best. Like, if you do your own stuff, you get to give out your own prizes. Um, you know how they say, like, play stupid games, win stupid prizes? Mine is reverse. Like, play awesome games, win bacon. And so I said, and so we gave it away for a couple weeks, or a couple, merely a couple challenges. And then we just stopped and gave away other stuff, and people were like, uh, excuse me, sir, where's the bacon? And I realized, oh, you should never retire bacon. And somebody put that on a t-shirt. So definitely not a slog. Maybe that'll be on a t-shirt. Thank you for that feedback. Happy sob. Um, really appreciate all you guys leaving um, podcast reviews. Please keep those up. And please make sure you subscribe or follow so you don't ever miss another episode. I'll see you next Monday. And remember, all it takes is a goal. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the All It Takes is a Goal podcast and to get access to today's show notes and exclusive content from John Acuff, visit acuff.me slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the All It Takes is a Goal podcast. Thank you.